Hi, I'm Jesse Andrews, and welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, the place for you to learn to manage your stress, reduce burnout, and find more balance in your life. This is episode 12, and in today's episode, we will be talking about all things work-life balance. Let's get started. So there is this big discussion out there about work-life balance and if it really exists at all, or if it's just this like crazy myth that we've been told we need to find. You'll often hear people talk about how work-life balance is the ultimate goal and that trying to balance out your workday with your life outside of work would be the perfect equation and the perfect thing to achieve. And then you'll also hear people starting to discuss how this is total BS, how this is not even possible at all, and that there is no way to find balance here between your work and your life because they are so intertwined. When you leave work, you are still taking part of that with you, sometimes physically, bringing your work home, sometimes mentally bringing your work home, but sometimes just your passion for your work or your stories from the day. And who you are outside of work can often be carried over into your work day as well. So if you are a really energetic person that loves to be social when you are outside of work, you may really enjoy those aspects of your day where you get to, um, almost like perform in front of a group of students or where you get to attend the meeting and help run it and maybe put together some sort of community event. You may find that some of these things continue to overlap. At times, this is why we feel like there is no balance because the pieces mesh together And sometimes this is wonderful, but sometimes this is also the thing that makes us wish that there was work-life balance or that we could find better. And so I like to teach, and with my coaching clients, we talk about this a lot, that I do believe that there is work-life balance. I absolutely think that it's something we can work towards. I don't think it will ever be perfect because I think just like yoga or mindfulness or self-care, that it is a practice. It's something that will waver and it's something that we can always continue to tweak. So I've talked about this before and it's in one of my Instagram highlighted stories that to me, the work-life balance is more of a balancing act. So it's not that it's a myth. We just haven't been thinking about it in a way that makes it possible. So when we think about work-life balance, we are thinking about it as if we are standing on the top of a mountain, on the top of this peak, and we are able to hold ourselves there on one foot, completely balanced forever. That once we figure out how to achieve this balance between our work and life, that it never goes away. And that if we are truly successful at it, 
we can hold on to that perfect, super steady balance forever. Now, I agree that this definition of work-life balance is total BS. There's no way that you could ever do anything forever. <clears throat> we are constantly changing and evolving. It's part of being human. And the world around us can be really unpredictable. We don't know what might throw us off of balance. We can't plan and control everything, no matter how much we want to. And no matter how much we try and plan for things, we cannot always see what's coming and we cannot always plan and control. The perfectionist in you might be screaming right now, especially if you are an SLP, because we tend to be perfectionists, but we cannot always have that balance. So I like to shift the idea of balance. Yes, we are standing on this mountaintop, on this peak, trying to balance on one foot, but sometimes we wobble. Sometimes we have work sliding down one side of the mountain and the rest of our daily life sliding down the other and in between are all of these other random things or pieces of ourself that fill up this mountain. And we stand there balancing, but at times we are going to lean more to one side. We're going to shift more towards our work life, which means that we are a little bit less in that outside of work life. But this is almost like a seesaw that as one or a pendulum, as it swings one way and we lean one way to get back to balance, sometimes we have to go in the opposite direction. And so there'll be times when our outside of work life really takes over and we're more involved there. So instead of thinking it, thinking about it as this one act and this one moment that we will hold steady for the rest of our life, we can think of it as continuing to fluctuate, but throughout we're balancing out both sides like a scale so that when we go in one direction, we know that eventually we'll be balancing it out on the other side. And at times we will be sinking right down into the middle, letting both work and life responsibilities go and focusing on whatever pieces might be there, whether it's a piece of ourselves that we've been neglecting or something that has been thrown at us that we need to work through. And at times we will be feeling like we have everything completely balanced. And there is when we get to work through our challenges in a totally different way. So one of the things I learned when I was going through yoga teacher training and classes and that I teach in my own classes is that it is a practice. It is continual. And so when it looks like someone is holding a pose, let's take tree pose. You're on one foot, you have your other foot pressing up against the inside of your leg, your knee open, or whatever balance you could think of, whatever pose it may be that comes to your mind when you think of yoga. A person may look steady and still like a statue. And they may look like they could hold it there forever without moving, of course breathing, but without shifting the pose. But really, if you're really practicing, it never ends. So while that tree pose may look steady, while that balancing act may look completely steady, inside, 
and maybe very, very minutely, so small that you can't see it, but if you're the person, you can feel it. There are changes happening. There are little tweaks. Maybe you're pressing into one toe a little deeper or engaging a muscle or noticing that as you hold, you're slouching into one hip so you find a little space there. And all the while, it looks like you are simply holding, but you're still evolving and growing. So even if we were to have this work-life balance where we are holding steady on this peak with everything balanced below us, we are still making these little tweaks each day to try and keep that balance going. And we are shifting into little bits of each part of our life, even when it looks like we're holding it all together. And so this, to me, is true work-life balance. And this is what we strive for. And this can still be really hard, even when we give ourselves permission to wobble and to fall and to slide down that mountain into one side and crawl back up and slide back down the other side and come back up and work through that balance throughout our whole life. There are still times that it will be really hard and there are still things that we can do to bring in even more balance and to bring in more ease. So if you're feeling that you don't know where to even begin with your work-life balance, that yes, you love the idea that it won't always be constant and that it gives you a little bit of space to breathe, but you're not sure where to take the first breath. You're not sure where to go with it. There are a few things that you can look at in your daily life that might be bringing in a little bit more stress and causing things to stay in the work mode where you're not really finding balance because you're never really shifting into the life mode. So one of these things and this is one of the most important things. This is also one of the absolute hardest things to do. And this is even more so, I feel like, if you work in the schools. If you are a school-based SLP, I think this is even harder. Also, if you work in teletherapy and you work from home, this can be tricky. Or home health, where you don't have an office. Maybe your office is your car or your home. Um, but I've worked in a lot of different settings and for me, this school-based SLP, when I worked there in the schools, this was the hardest place to find balance. And one of the reasons is that we bring our work home. So one of the things that we can do to start to move that balance back in towards the center or swing it more towards life for a bit and out of work is to leave work at work. So sometimes this means finding ways to physically leave your work at work. So not taking it home with you, not putting it in your bag and then feeling guilty that you never took it out but leave it at your desk. And I know this seems totally impossible, but there are things that you can do to help create a little bit more time in your day. Now, I know we can't magically make minutes appear, but to feel like we've created more time in our day and to be a little bit more efficient, there are some things we can do that also take the stress off of us. But the other thing is that we'll never be caught up with our work. 
if you work in the schools, yeah, you know that the summer will come and you kind of have to be done at that time. But there's also things that can happen sometimes over the summer. And once the school year starts, it begins again. But we're never, ever really caught up. Because once we get those progress reports in, once we bill Medicaid for that month, a new quarter starts or a new month starts and we begin the paperwork process again. Once we get that IEP finished for a student, the next year of that student's school or IEP begins and we have to start keeping track again. So we are never caught up. It's a cycle, it's continuous. And once we start to realize that, we can let go of the pressure to catch up. And we can say, you know what, if I leave this here, it's okay because this pile isn't going to go away. This pile will just change. So leave your work at home. To help you lessen the stress you may be feeling with that concept, try and look for some holes in your schedule where you're able to plug in a little bit more work. So these are not your break times. Keep your breaks. You need those mental breaks to actually work more efficiently. I'm talking more about the times that you scroll through your emails um, for little moments throughout the day instead of chunking all your email time at once so that you are not as exhausted from feeling like you're constantly doing that constantly checking and giving yourself a big gap of time that you can work through some paperwork. Or maybe, you know, it's not your email, but it's Facebook or Instagram and you're taking little breaks that aren't really breaks, but you're just scrolling through social media. Or what I used to do was um, we couldn't access Facebook um, at work and I, I don't even think I had a smartphone yet or if I did, I didn't have very good signal um, or very good apps. And I would just go and I would see what blogs I could read and I would just read blogs. And while that was really fun to do, it was also an escape. It was like my way of not doing the work. Another thing to do is to figure out your must do item for the week or week I must do items for the week. Maybe you have like three IEP meetings that week or something. Um, but you know, figure out your big thing that you have to get done that week. And make sure that all of the tasks that you're doing, all of the things that you're looking for and focusing on throughout the week are helping you to get this done. So if you need to do your Medicaid billing that week, you are collecting all your data in the spare time and you are starting to enter it in. So at the end of the week, you can hit enter or you're putting together the reports for this student's IEP so that you can do that one big must do. So instead of a to-do list that's endless, you have this one must do list. And maybe you do have to take this home because it's a huge project, but it's not constant and it's not every night and it's not all the time. Uh, if you need a little help with this, there is a template for it in the SLP toolbox that you can sign up for for free on my site. And again, remember, the work will never be caught up. There'll always be more to do. So leave it there. Come back to it when you can. Another really important thing that we can do is to have a transition between work and home. Yes, a lot of times we are physically bringing our work home, but at times we are also mentally bringing our work home. Now, yeah, you can think about work and share stories about your day. Like that is a super important part of connecting with the people that you live with and that you hang out with and that share your life outside of work. But I'm talking more about 
constantly having your mind on work and not being able to let it go, not being able to stop thinking about work or the things that you need to be doing um, to the point that you feel exhausted by the stress of it and exhausted by the constant thought process. So you feel as if you are missing out and you're not present to your life outside of work because your brain keeps shifting back towards projects that you need to be working on or want to be working on or a meeting that you have coming up or this thing that you really wish that you could be doing, but you didn't have enough time, but you really want to be home and not at work and that sort of kind of spiral. So this will make you feel really exhausted, really drained, and it'll make it really hard to focus. And when you can't focus, you aren't as efficient when you do go into work, you don't feel well rested. And so it starts this like cycle of feeling more and more exhausted and more stressed. It also keeps you from being present when you're home and from really being there, which gives you that mental break. And when we are present to something, it's like time expands in a really good way. Like we are totally absorbed in it. And it's this wonderful thing. And we're not getting that if we're constantly thinking about what we could be doing instead or what we need to be doing. So to help you shift out of this, this is one of the things I recommend to almost everybody I work with. Have a transition between work and home. And I'm not talking about your commute. Um, that is a transition, but having something that you do, like a routine or a ritual, but something that you do that lets you know work is over, home is beginning. So it gives you a clear break in your day, this clear point of work is over, it's time to shift out of work mode. It can be any type of activity you enjoy doing and anything that really gives you this like little boost of self-care or of like recharging between work and home. So this could be something you do if you do have a long commute. Maybe you listen to your favorite podcast or an audiobook, or you have like a certain, um, you know, radio show or music or album or something that you have that you listen to on the way home. And that is your thing. It could be that you stop and you get coffee or tea, um, maybe from the break room at the very end of the day and you meet with some colleagues and you talk or you go and you stop and you get coffee or tea on your way home. I do not recommend, you know, a lot of caffeine this late in the day if it really affects you and keeps you up or if you've had a lot throughout the day, but you know, use your judgment on that. You could also go for a walk when you finish work. Maybe you hit a trail on your way home or you walk before you get home. Walking when you get home is okay, but try and find this transition before you walk through your door. So maybe you take a walk around your school building or around the campus of your hospital or the campus of the school that you work at, whatever it might be. You could even just simply stretch in your office. And there's some resources again in the SLP toolbox that you can use for this. Or you could do your own stretching routine or look something up on YouTube or find a really great app for it. You could also maybe hit the gym. If that's your, you know, you love working out, take time to hit the gym a few days a week where you have that transition that, all right, work is done. I'm going to go do this and then I'll be ready to be home. And um, you could also take time to maybe read, you know, read a favorite blog, 
it's not your way of escaping anymore because you're finished with your work. It's your way of like, cool, work is done. I can finally really be present to this. Read from a book or a magazine. But, you know, so really anything that gives you that transition before you get home. Now, another thing that you can do that can help you either set up for more balance in your day or help you recharge to bring more balance in your day is to set up a morning or evening routine or both if you really wanted, if you kind of had a little bit of time. Morning and evening routines can seem kind of daunting, but really this has, it could be five minutes, 10 minutes. It could be an hour if you had it, but I have always found that I don't have it. Um, no matter what type of job I'm doing or what type of, you know, how my day is before kids, now that I have kids, um, you know, when I had a ton of free time and was teaching yoga, when I had no time and was working in the schools or working an hour away to hospital, like no matter what, I didn't have a lot of time for a morning or evening routine. So five to 10 minutes is the perfect amount of time. I could make that happen if I really needed to and really tried. So this is a way to start or stop your day with a moment for yourself. So you kind of like replenish or you start your day with this really great like intention and, and start it focused on what you need. So you're aware and mindful of how to move through your day. Or if you're ending your day, you're reflecting on how your day went and what you need to recharge for the rest of the evening or into your day. So this could also be, if you do the evening one, this could kind of be your transition from work to home. Um, maybe you could meditate or reflect or journal at the end of the day and see what you need before you head home. But this really more traditionally in the evening would be closer to when you start to go to bed. Like once you've done all of the things that you need to do for the day, you take a few moments before you get to bed but give yourself time so you're not stressing about not getting enough sleep or not getting to bed on time. And for a morning routine, this is what you do before everyone else wakes up or before everyone else kind of starts to bother you for things, or you need to start helping everyone else get ready for the day or yourself get ready for the day. And again, it's just a few moments. So if you're stressing about waking up early in the morning, go for an evening routine. If you're stressing about not getting to bed on time, for a morning routine. Um, so a few things you could do for a morning routine, you kind of think of this as a way to build up your energy and your awareness for the day, setting an intention maybe. So you could do exercise or yoga depending on how much time you wanted to do. You could do a meditation and maybe use it to um, set an intention for the day or to start to bring in your focus for the day. You could journal about your intentions or a goal you have that day, or you could do three moments of gratitude. So three things that you're thankful for to start your day with that really positive vibe. You could start the day just really quietly. So maybe you have a cup of coffee and you just sit, maybe you read, or you just sit and maybe you have this like beautiful view outside your door, outside your window that you, you know, you go and sit on your deck or something. Um, you go walk down your street. So maybe you take a morning walk, but you could start your day quietly because as SLPs, we talk a lot. We communicate a lot. We listen to a lot. We're basically surrounded by noise all the time. And this noise can be wonderful and beautiful, but it is still noise and it is sound. And we don't always have a lot of time for quiet. 
And for some reason, a lot of us SLPs are introverts and we get into this field where we are on and we are, um, have to communicate and be social and really talk a lot and be around a lot of people. So taking your, you know, some time to, to fill up and be quiet and reflect may be really needed for you at the beginning of your day. In the evening, you can try something to help you unwind and let go. So this could be something like soothing and something that helps you settle in and start to kind of wind down, get sleepy, but let go of everything. This could be um, taking a really warm bath and that can seem kind of self-indulgent, but it can also help you relax your muscles and just take a pause, which can be really good and help you to physically let go. Stretching or gentle yoga would be great. Nothing too vigorous if you're going right before you go to bed, because you, again, you want this to be kind of calming, but this can help you to start to let go of tension and maybe sleep better. You could take a walk after dinner. This is great for digestion, but also, you know, just a really nice reflective thing to do. Usually temperatures are a little cooler if it's during a warmer seasons. You could journal about three positive moments from your day. So not just building up gratitude, but reflecting on the things that went well for your day so that when you look back at your day, it looks like it was really wonderful no matter what. It's not ignoring the bad things or the things that didn't go well, but noticing that some things were really awesome. You could do a meditation to help you sleep better. Um, there are some really great apps and audios with this. You could read a book or magazine just to kind of take a time out and give your brain something different to focus on. Nonfiction is really great for this. Fiction, I mean, fiction is really great for this. Nonfiction, you know, if this is a book, magazines are mostly nonfiction. Um, nonfiction is really good, but if it's just going to get you into work mode, depending on what the nonfiction is about, may not be the best thing to do right before you go to bed. That might be a really great thing to add to your morning routine. Another thing is to take those five minutes of silence again and just end your day quietly. Maybe have a cup of tea, you know, maybe an herbal tea to help you sleep or something soothing. And so sometimes doing these things, whether it's a morning evening routine or a transition or leaving work at work, it can really seem like it's just adding in more and you're already busy. You just can't fit it in. It's just too much. But these are really key to keeping that balance, that true work-life balance, not the fake kind where we're totally steady all the time and we never falter, but the kind where you swing to one side, you swing to the other. And when you do appear steady and solid and like you've got it all together, you do, but you're constantly finding those little shifts, those little improvements that help you stay even more balanced. So while these may take some time initially, initially, and you may need to look for what really resonates with you the most. Once you get going, it'll help you to not feel as exhausted, to not feel as stressed, and to feel like you truly have balance in your day, that it's not all work. And then it's not all outside of work work, where you're just taking care of other people, but not, not as an SLP. That you're really finding time for yourself so you have this full spectrum of life and full spectrum of balance. For more, you can head over to jessieandrix.com. And of course, you can find these resources in the SLP toolbox. And always make sure to check out if you want to go even deeper into work-life balance, stress management, 
reducing your burnout, make sure to check out the SLP stress management course over at jessiehendricks.com. Thank you so much for joining and I can't wait to have you back next time.